host, Becca Marine. You're listening to Freedom Speed. That's from Alice in Chains. I love that group. That's like one of my favorite groups. You're listening to Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Talking about a lot of constitutional stuff today, and both U.S. and New Mexico constitutional stuff. And we were talking about bonding requirements. It's a real thing. Turns out a large majority of our so-called government in the state of New Mexico is sitting in office illegally. They are illegitimate. They, are, they, they have vacated their office a long time ago. And they're simply remaining in power uh, because people are ignorant. They don't know the law. I mean, this is New Mexico state law. And I, I've been talking about the statutes here. So I'm sitting here with my guests, Joshua James and Tim McLean, and we've been having a real... These guys, they love this stuff. This is like their thing. I've been listening to them talking about this stuff for months, and it's like they've got me really into it too. So we were talking about the bonding stuff, and is there anything that we left out, guys, that you want to mention on the bonding stuff, or you want to move on to something else, or... Yeah, You know, I just wanted to say that <clears throat> Joshua James has been at this over the bonds way longer than this came out from other people. And he really knows what he's talking about. He's done his research and he's been out speaking to people all over the country about this. So I, I, I highly recommend people contact him because he did give his information and he has a, a lot of people that he knows that are all coalescing around him yeah and and we need a man like the, like him yeah. to actually pull these people together and and learn what it is about i had the privilege of going down to Arturo county and speaking with a large group of people and sheriff black and it was amazing how they gravitate towards this conversation because we're trying to find out how do we get our freedom back how do we come back to being constitutional well, Jer Joshua James, he knows this, and he has been studying it for a long time. So people should, you know, have him come speak at their counties, you know, put together groups of people and, and go talk, you know, with Joshua. Have him, you know, come out to your county and share what he knows. Well, and to be fair, I mean, there's a lot of great people I'm surrounded. Uh, I mean, I I've always been seeking out truth uh, since I was a kid and a child. And, and I've come across the old cowboys here in New Mexico. Some of them have left the state uh, that I've communicated with that taught me this stuff. And they've been fighting this issue for 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, so, I mean, it's not, uh, I, do my, I do my due diligence. I definitely uh, research and, and, and put, put all the pieces together. But, uh, I mean, if I've had a lot of help. And Tim McLean as well, I mean, he's very knowledgeable in all this stuff, and, and he's doing a great job as well teaching. Uh, through America's Assembly, I mean, we literally have, I don't know, man, thousands of people a week. We've had entire, I mean, entire groups of 10,000 people come, and Vanderstill and Mickey Klon, and some of these people are taking our classes and are spreading this message of, of America's Assembly through the Clay Clarkson events, the Reawaken America tours, and... This information is growing dramatically, dramatically. Yeah, you got a telegram, uh, you got a telegram uh, thing set up there, and and I I'm, and I'm on that too. And I noticed that just constantly, just a stream of people 
communicating on Telegram uh, mm -hmm. because so many people are getting involved in this thing. Yep. And ultimately, I think it's how we take back our country and get it back to being what it was founded as. And I think it's a big part of a uh, one big puzzle, right? And we're all just different pieces of that puzzle. And And when we all start putting those pieces together, that's when we start getting our power. Like Joshua has so much study behind what he's done. I have so much behind what I've done. And there's so many other people that have different pieces of that puzzle. I, I, I personally have been working with and, and teaching some bar attorneys how to become constitutional attorneys and teaching them what it means to actually operate in their court system under the constitution. And uh, it, it's just amazing. Like. Who would ever think that you'd have bar attorneys? I actually had one judge that wanted to know more about what we're doing. I mean, it, the tides are turning. And it's a matter of, are you going to be a part of the wave? Or are you just going to sit back and watch the wave? And when it comes to attorneys, um, just since we're on that subject, I mean, a lot of people don't know what the, what the bar means. And that is British Accreditation Registry. Um, it is absolute fact General MacArthur was trying to tell this whole country and the whole world uh, back in the day in Congress and everywhere else that uh, the bar is a, is a communist guild. And that's, we have all the paperwork to prove all this. I mean, they, that's exactly what they are. And they swore an oath to the British crown. That's right. Not to our country. No to allegiance practice. to America. That's right. None. And, and, and they're indoctrinated, too. Most of them don't know. I mean, yep. you go to the top, they, they get it. But everybody else is indoctrinated in the system. They go through their routines. They find what their job is, just like cops and everybody else do. And, and in all reality, they were never taught the, the genuine foundation of, of what they're doing and what we're all doing here. Um, well, like most people, they're just they're they're doing their thing. They're doing their thing, whatever they do in life. They do their job. They they have their routine. Most people are not as into getting out and seeking the truth as, as we are. Most people just want to just kind of go along and live their life and be left alone. And honestly, I would like to be able to live my life like that too. But over the past two years, I've found that that's impossible now. Right. You can't just live your life and be left alone. You They're can't, not going you to leave know you alone. the truths that you've come across. No, I mean, no. They, you try to ignore it. And I'm kind of like Neo. You know, I've taken the red pill and I've gone down the rabbit hole. And, exactly. and, and now I've seen what the matrix is. And, uh, and, I, and I'm, I'm not happy with it at all. Well, let's be fair. Uh, you know, like Joshua said, you know, these people who are waking up and they're actually saying, okay, I, I need to get my bond, you know, the sheriffs that have got their bonds because they realize that they w were in uh, dishonor uh, of their oath because they didn't have their bond. Well, being fair to a lot of the people that are holding office, they don't even know that they swore an oath to the corporate constitution not to the original constitution. And that's how they're able to get away with not being bonded. Well, in the beginning of their corporate constitution, one of the very first pages straight up says, they still must uphold the original constitution. Exactly. So even in their statutes and codes, it's all rights guaranteed, okay? So there has to be a victim before there's a crime. You are innocent till proven guilty. 
And in this country, unfortunately, you are guilty and you have to go to their for-profit courts and you have to prove your innocence. Yep. Cops are turning on their emergency lights when there's no emergency. Is there a victim? Was somebody run over? Was there a car accident, a hit and run? Uh, no victim at all? No, what they are doing when they're upholding statutes and codes, the state is the victim because that's a monetary value. You know, just like all of us, we are all a product of the corporation. We're, we are a value, just like our children in school are a value. The principle, the key principle of the school is to maintain the money, the value. Um, so that's why Trump's pushing, right, for the, the money to follow the children to whatever they want to do because they are a value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it always comes down to the money because if you can control the money, you can have power. So in order to control the money, they have to use the central banking system. And it all comes down to the control of money is the power that they're holding. So it, Well, that's know, how they control people is by money. Exactly. Well, in the Federal you know, Just Reserves. like you're hearing these big fund manager companies that, that fund all these big corporations, you know, like State Street and BlackRock and mm -hmm. Vanguard and, and this ESG thing that they're talking about, uh, equity and all this other garbage. And, and they're basically picking the winners and losers and they're controlling, they're controlling people through the money. Exactly. And, and a lot, and, and I was watching something on the news this morning and how like, if you're like, say for instance, uh, you're somebody that works a job and you got a 401k in your job and your money is going into different funds and things like that. These, these big, huge money manager corporations they are deciding how your money is getting invested in what you are supporting. And it's like, I, I don't think people realize that, that you could be supporting some seriously bad causes. The reason for that is because every single bill that they pass has pork in it. And what people don't get is pork means that they're, they have all these other hidden agendas in that bill that nobody ever knows about. And it's always about uh, taking more money out of the system for their pockets. And it never goes towards good causes. It's just like that statute on the bonds that they passed. They didn't come out and just read that to the public and then pass it. No, it was probably hidden inside of something you didn't know about. Probably. It's just like in 1987 when they made the state of New Mexico and they created the for-profit corporation and the Dun, Dun & Bradstreet uh, existence for this state. They passed that inside of a workman's comp bill. So nobody heard about it. Nobody knew that they were using two statutes to amend our New Mexico Constitution, which you cannot use statutes to amend the Constitution. That's treason. Right. But they did it, and they hid it inside of that workman's comp bill, and everybody was like, sure, we'll vote on workman's comp. We get hurt at work. We get paid. Oh, yeah, that of all course. sounds great. It's like, yeah. You know. Well, that's what they always do. They, mm -hmm. they always make it seem like something else, and then they then they they slip in this stuff into these big into these bills that sound like a good idea. Yeah, I mean, even how our our whole country ended up becoming incorporated, like people didn't even know it. I mean, still to this day, people are waking up to the fact that they themselves are a corporation. All they have to do is pull out their driver's license, and see that their name is in all capitals because their name was given to them by their parents as an upper lower case. Everything that-, that Proper English is what you're talking proper about. Proper English, exactly. And, and so therefore, everything that they've done to us, just go look at a, a tombstone and how the name is written in all capitals. It's because you're a corporation. And the only way that they can contract with you 
is that they have to, under the eight elements of contract, it has to be like-minded. So therefore, a corporation could only contract with the corporation. Well, what uh, if I tell the tombstone company I want my uh, tombstone engraved in, like, upper and lowercase letters? I'm sure if you give them the money, they'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only but, place ever you're supposed to see all capital letters. It means that you're dead. You're exactly. It means you're dead. It, exactly what it is. That's what they did is they made us all dead and living at sea under admiralty law. That's why years ago, I land. think, during the Bush administration, when the courts were and the corporations were fighting for people to be or for corporations to be labeled people, mm -hmm. you remember that? Yeah. I mean, well, all people are corporations. Yeah, exactly. So it was just more confusion. And, and, and going into the language of words, the word person under Roman law means slave. And so that's why they label us as person, not actually people. Yeah, they took the word we, the people, out. Now it's we, we the person. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just part of the political correctness move, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, like that's birthing called, people. It's and, called legalese. Yep. I mean, go look at a Black's Law dictionary. Go yep. look at a Webster's dictionary. Go look at a health dictionary. Those dictionaries uh, tell all. Yeah. So uh, when you... When you go into court and you're speaking your Webster's English, uh, you are not speaking their language. Yeah, uh, that's why they make you get a lawyer or a, a public pretender, uh, so that they can speak for you. Representation, because we're considered minors, and we don't have the right to speak because we're ignorant as minors. So that's why it's called the Minor Siskiyou v. Trust account that they set up for us. So as a minor, you literally have no rights to actually speak in their court. That's why you have to have a bar attorney to represent you. Yet we have laws in our constitution that no forms of nobility, that's the 13th amendment, and uh, a, a lawyer, an attorney is an esquire. It's a form of nobility. And, and these days, you're not allowed to work in our uh, constitutional government if you're an attorney. Yet 80, 90% of our elected officials, and especially our judges, are all attorneys. In fact, nowadays, I don't think you can be a judge and not be an attorney. Yeah, the amazing mm. thing about the way the courts work is that the, um, the judges, the bar attorneys, they're, like Joshua said much earlier, was that they're all uh, for-profit courts. Anybody can go on Dun & Bradstreet, and they can literally look up the court that they're being summoned to. Okay, they're getting a summons <laughs> as a dead person being summoned oh, in, is... in the court because that all caps name is what's listed on your court case. Right. So that way they can access your Cisco V trust account and the, the charges, they're charging your Cisco V trust account. That's why they call them charges to be able to drag you into their courts so that they can literally pull out money out of your account. And they're astronomical. A felony is a million two hundred thousand dollars that comes out of your account just for a felony charge. And they have to balance the books because they do what's called a bid bond or a performance bond when they open your case. So if a district attorney goes in and opens a case, he's guaranteeing a win on you. And it goes on the, the ledger, which goes into the judge's chambers and the clerk of the court keeps the ledger to balance it. And if he loses, he has to write a check for that amount out of his, out of his account. The attorney that ends up pulling that bond because your case is bonded and sold on the market. Oh, wow. That is so messed up. Yeah. You know, there's one question I'm always asking everybody, and I never get an answer. So I'd love to, to 
put it here on your platform and maybe you can even ask other people guests that you bring on this sure um as we were talking dunn and bradstreet if you go look up state of new mexico dunn and bradstreet you'll find the state of new mexico the the mother parent or the ultimate parent as they call it and then every department under it well if you go look at the supreme court of new mexico and you go look at the uh, board of elections and you go look at the secretary of state's office uh, there's always every department has a key principle just like we were talking about in school right you have your principal and their their mm -hmm. jobs manage the the value well every department has a key principle and the key principle of those three departments supreme court again uh board of elections and secretary of state's office the key principle is listed here in new mexico as bill richardson okay i've gone and looked at every state and every country that has dun and bradstreet and i've and every all their stuff is up to date the key principle is exactly who's in that position. And like Maggie Toulouse Oliver should be the key principal for the Secretary of State's office, et cetera. Well, it's not, it's Bill Richardson. So what does Bill Richardson, what interest does he have still being labeled as the, as the person in charge of those three that's departments? A, that's he, a great question. Well, well, he I, has, I, well, I know part of this because he actually has ownership in, in the corporation, just like the courts, the judges, the bar attorneys, they actually are listed as owners of the court. So they have an invested interest. Exactly. And like you said earlier, we're innocent until proven guilty. That's a lie. Well, we, we've especially we are, seen that we, lately. We are guilty and we have to prove our innocence because they have a vested interest to find you guilty because they're putting up the bond. They're putting up their, their money to be able to say, you know, I'm going to get a guilty verdict out of this person. So and Bill, that's why they try to get people to plead out of court all the time. They sure. give you an astronomical uh, uh, charges so they can whittle it down to two or three and it never goes through their court. Yeah. But those, those uh, key principles have ownership in that corporation. And it's the same thing within the whole government systems, whether it's... Uh, like you said, elected officials or any of that stuff, it's all under that umbrella bond again. And then, and then who did Bill Richardson work for? You know, who, what positions did he try to run for outside of New Mexico? He worked with the Clinton Foundation, mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. He, he, and everything goes back to the Clinton Foundation. And then he was everything. the uh, foreign <laughs> minister. What, what was his position on, in the Obama administration? Ob yeah, he was like a, he was an ambassador or something, he wasn't he? Yeah, I forget to, to yeah. do at the moment. But you know, like I said, you start, you start connecting all those pieces together. You start seeing a different story going on here. Pieces you know? of the puzzle. Pieces of so what is Bill Richards? I mean, if he's key principal, does that give him power over those, over those departments? He's absolutely in charge. Yeah. So yeah. then is that because Maggie's not truly in her position? He can actually be in that position? That's because a very good question. Bonded? You're right. Well, Biden's the, the key executive or the, the uh, uh, executive of the corporate uh, presidency. He's just the executive of the corporation. That's and, all he is. And which one? Because there's like seven yeah. United States corporations. Yeah, they keep creating more. Just like and if you look up USA Inc. or U, uh, United States uh, Inc. or United States of America Inc. They're all different right. ones. Just like the IRS uh, Inc. or the Internal General Revenue Road. Service Inc. They're, they they divide them They're up. Different entities. It's all about confusing us who they are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, our country has 
fallen so far from what it was founded as. It's yeah. like I mentioned to somebody last night, I was talking to us, like they were talking about what can you do to fix this? And I said, well, I, we've dug a pretty darn deep hole for ourselves. We really have. But I think we can make a difference from, you know, from the ground up. We have to go the li a little at a time. We have to nibble away at those, those lower offices, offices that were considered lower offices. Because, you know, like you were talking about a sheriff. I mean, the sheriff is an elected office, and they have some pretty powerful duties. And, and um, They're judicial. We, right. need, we need to start, I think, at, at the most important thing. And that is, is that we got to start with God. And I think that if we listen to what God said, Jesus, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And literally, we need to seek truth. Because if we're seeking truth, we know we're seeking God. And if, we, if we're going to continue to fall into the lies, we're not on God's side. If we're going to continue to uh, stand in fear, we're not on God's side. We need to start there. And we need, to pe we need people to start hearing the truth and being educated on what the truth really is. And that's what, that's what the people are waking up to all around the country, and we're sharing it. Yeah. Here's the truth. This is what's happened that's to That's what us. we're doing here. We're trying to get people to, Amen. to see the truth and ask questions. And that's why I love you and I love your program Thank so you, much. Tim. Because you, you are not afraid to, to stand and to actually speak the truth. And that's why it's such an honor to, you know, always be asked to come in here and, and spend time with you. Because if it wasn't people like you and other truthers out there, and we know there's a lot of them that are actually disseminating the truth... But they're in there spreading fear and all that. But you're always seeking solution. What is the solution? How do we get out of this, like you said, that deep hole? Yeah. Well, if we don't have these discussions, if we don't unite people together, then how are we ever going to get there? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, one thing that all of this has, has done for me is that over the past couple of years, a couple of years ago, I actually was... Uh, I. I was, uh, I'm, I've always been a Christian my entire life, but, you know, when I was a kid, I, I thought, I, I, you know, I grew up in a Baptist church, and I thought I had, uh, I had come forward and, and was saved when I was a kid. But, you know, a couple of years ago, this really, really just gave me a, an awakening on everything that's going on, and, and uh, I went forward and rededicated my life a couple of years ago and, and got baptized, and, and I've been living in faith ever since. Hallelujah. And, thank you. Awesome. And so... It has made a huge difference in my life. And it's like I don't live with fear, you know, like even I was saying at the beginning, I'm not, I'm, I'm not fearful. I'm not living in fear. And if you don't live in fear, they don't have control over you. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, a big part of that, too, is, you know, I had uh, received Christ when I was 14. And I, I want to tell my age on the radio here, but I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am, too, you know. But, but it was about uh, uh, a little more than 10 years ago through... Uh, a church out here in Albuquerque that I went through a Bible college class. And it was at that time that I said to myself, God, I've, I've believed who you are. I've made you out to be in my mind who you are all these years. And I don't want to do that anymore. I want you to show me who you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped with me being the authority of me creating in my mind who he was, and I said, no, show me. Right. That was when my eyes really opened. And when my eyes really opened is when I started discovering all this stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because he, when you do seek truth, he will reveal it to you. Yeah. 
You you have to ask to be shown the truth. Absolutely. You have to be willing to accept. You have to be willing to receive it. You'll know it. You cannot see it. And to know the authority he has given us. Uh, Joshua said earlier, it's, you know, the things that he did on this earth when he was here, he's given us that power and much more. And, And when we actually realize that power and how we can actually take the enemy to God's court and we can bind him in, in God's court mm-hmm. to keep us from having those attacks and those fears. That's right. Because the courts, the, the way when we learn how the courts operate here on earth, well, the courts operate the same in heaven. And, and we got to combine the two. That's bringing heaven and earth together, right? That's what the full armor of God is all about. Taking that action, no fear. Uh, remember, a thousand uh, days on earth is one, one day in heaven. So our fight may seem long to us. We're waking up every day, but God said to, to take every day and only deal in that day. Don't worry about tomorrow. You have enough worry today. So we got we to fight it all the way. There's no more pandering. There's no more being in fear. We have to speak our truth, and we got to stand up strong. Uh, you know, Wear that armor. Wear, wear it. it yeah. Yep. Every day, wear it. Put it on. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I love you guys. <laughs> hey, so I, uh, I wanted to, I had a couple of uh, clips that I, I, I wanted to kind of switch gears just a little bit. Do it. So, you know how uh, when we were energy dependent, independent when Trump was president and how, how Biden has been working to basically just completely destroy our economy, completely destroy the, the uh, fossil fuels business. And the one thing I've, I've noticed is that this whole Green New Deal idea, they're shoving this through and they do not care about the consequences. You know, when they talk about how they're going to fix things, uh, they're not going to fix things. Like I mentioned that in my open, they don't want to fix things. They want the Green New Deal to go through no matter what the consequences, no matter how much misery you have to, to face. And it's like, if you think about it, the, the price of oil and the price of gas and all of that kind of stuff, it affects every aspect of our life right now because it is the, it is the primary energy source that we rely on right now. And, you know, these, this, this green energy stuff, which I'm going to talk about on another show, I mean, because I, I, I can do like a whole show over that, is, is, is just total nonsense. It really is. And it does not work at this point in time. And we're seeing that because we're seeing empty store shelves. We're seeing gas prices uh, approaching, uh, well, they're over $5 a gallon here in New Mexico. But so, so now what our pathetic so-called president is doing is he's going to the Saudis and begging them for oil. And the thing that is ridiculous about it, okay, is that when Biden was running for president during the, uh, during the debates, he made some pretty awful comments about the Saudis. So, Mary Kay, can you go ahead and play clip three for me? I just, I just want everybody to hear that. Just in case. Mr. Vice President, the CIA has concluded that the leader of Saudi Arabia directed the murder of U.S.-based journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The State Department also says the Saudi government is responsible for executing nonviolent offenders and for torture. President Trump has not punished senior Saudi leaders. Would you? Yes, and I said it at the time. Khashoggi was, in fact, murdered and dismembered 
and I believe in the order of the Crown Prince. And I would make it very clear, we were not going to, in fact, sell more weapons to them. We were going to, in fact, make them pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are. There's very little social redeeming value of the, in the present uh, government in Saudi Arabia. And I would also, as pointed out, I would end, end the subsidies that we have, end the sale of material to the Saudis, where they're going in and murdering children and they're murdering innocent people. And so they have to be held accountable. And with regard to China, okay, we should good. look, unless we make it clear. That's good. You can cut that. So anyway, so anyway, he's just completely trashing the Saudis as how they're just really just awful, evil reprobates. And and the thing is, is like this Khashoggi guy, this this journalist or whatever. Apparently what happened to this guy is they he was speaking out. They didn't like what he had to say. And so they, they literally just chopped this guy up in little pieces and probably carried him out a little at a time out of that. And they, they didn't know for the longest time what happened to him because they never saw anybody carrying a body out because they carried him out a little at a time probably in duffel bags or whatever. And supposedly he was part of the, the trafficking of humans, uh, the Khashoggi guy. Yeah, and who knows if we'll ever really know the truth. But, you know, the thing is, is these people, they act like they're such humanitarians and they care about the children and they care about people. And it's like, no, they don't. They All they care about is the money. We've talked about money. And it's like, and so they've destroyed our own... Uh, you know, fossil fuel business in this country, and now he's going to go to them after he trashed them, and he's going to beg them to, oh, well, you got to help us out. You know, it's like, how pathetic. And it's like, personally, I think they should tell Biden to pound sand, honestly. Hey, we're at the 30-minute the mark, so we're going to go into the last 30 minutes of the show, and there's a lot of stuff to still cover. We'll cover what we can, and we'll be right back. Agave Builders, we are a veteran, family-owned company since 1993. If you have a small honey-do list or need a home built, we can help you with that. So call us at 505-385-6680. Do you have a hard time getting in and out of your bathtub? We are also a premier walk-in tub dealer. We can help you with those aches and pains of getting in and out. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com. We are also a VA-certified company that helps qualified veterans obtain grants through the VA and other nonprofits to repair or remodel their home. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com, look us up on Facebook, or call us 505-385-6680. That's 505-385-6680. Longing to be free of pain? Free of pain meds? To move freely and easily again? Call Dr. Lynn today. 505-200-0271. RiverlightCommunityPT.com. 505-200-0271. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? 
Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to win in this town out of luck. Hey everybody, welcome back to Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie. You're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. And I've been here with my guests, Joshua James and Tim McLean today, and we're just talking about all kinds of constitutional stuff. We're talking about bonding. We're talking about sovereign Americans. Um, it's really been a really interesting show. And um, I wanted to uh, take just a moment to give a little love to my sponsors. I've got these people lay by advertising on this station through this show, and uh, they support me here, and they're patriots. I got Agave Builders, my good friend Michael Eustace, and uh, he's actually helping with uh, building, well, actually he is, he's building the new studio here that I'm going to be using very shortly to do my live show from here. So, and that should be very, very soon. And then Perkins Protection Training, my good friend Dale Perkins over there and his wife, Linda. And uh, they do just a fantastic business over there. I've been getting my, uh, doing my concealed carry training through them for many, many years. And even though I believe any kind of regulations on licensing or anything like that uh, is unconstitutional, but at the same time, I think training is a very good thing. If you're going to carry a firearm, you should be able to know how to safely use it. And you should also know how to make sure that you don't get yourself in trouble. That's very, very important. And, and Dale Perkins, he teaches you all that stuff. And then I've got my friend Lynn over at River Light Community Physical Therapy. You know, she can help fix your pains. And uh, she's a really good lady. I've known her for a while. And I also want to give a little bit of a shout out to my friends over at Ribs Barbecue in the East Mountains in, in uh, mm -hmm. Teher and Teheras. No, Cedar Crest. Cedar Crest. Yeah. They've got like the best uh, ribs. They've got the best ribeye steaks. They've got the best uh, pulled pork. Everything over there is awesome. And uh, they need cooks. They're only open four days a week right now because they don't have enough cooks. They can get all the other people they need, but they need cooks. So if you, can, if you like to cook uh, and sling meat and uh, work at a really great place uh, with a lot of fun people in a freedom-friendly environment... I would go over there and talk to them about getting a job. And same thing over at Shorty's Barbecue over in Moriarty. My friend Leanne over there, she needs cooks also. So uh, apparently cooks are a little harder to find. Anyway, so there you go. I wanted to uh, talk about this 30-30. Uh, you've heard about this 30-30 land grab thing. And I was hoping Larry Marker was going to be here with us today because it's something he's pretty passionate about. But... 
it's uh, something that my guests here today also seem to know a lot about too. And we're going to talk about this a little bit. So basically what this thing is saying is this is, gonna, this is saying that uh, by the year 2030, the federal government wants to come in and confiscate basically 30% of the land in the entire country. And for whatever reason they want to do it, they want it. It's because it's because they want to protect the climate and and in this and that and the other thing. It's like and you know I, you guys know this is nonsense, right? I I know it is. It's like, this is about what what will this do? Oh, okay. Let's see. Thirty percent of the land. Uh, this could possibly cause some for, uh, food shortages. This could take land away from farmers. This could take land against away from ranchers that uh, need to graze their uh, their their animals. Um, and personally, I like my steaks and my ribs, and uh, so I don't want a shortage of those to happen. So. I did a little bit of digging on this whole concept of this uh, federal government not only owning land, but taking land. Okay, we're talking about them taking land. We're talking about them taking land from sovereign states and maybe even taking people's homes, their family farm, whatever. This is in my opinion and a lot of other people's opinions according to the constitution unconstitutional and illegal and i know that joshua wanted to comment on this a little bit so joshua what did you have to say on this topic well it's no coincidence that we have the fires happening now you know how many homes have already been lost how, yeah. many, how many people are not going to be able to go rebuild and those that are, are going to take uh, these loans and and from the from fema and from the federal government that they're going to have to pay back uh, it's not a cheap thing to rebuild a home, especially on property that's been burnt down and burnt up. So a lot of these people are probably going to move out of state or move into the cities, which is the ultimate plan of the uh, 2030. You know, originally it was uh, Agenda 21. So all the plans that have happened, everything that's happened before 21 until 21, and then we move into 2030, which is the next step, which is the Rockefeller lockstep, the plan for the new America. Uh, this is stuff that's been talked about for over 50 years in this country through the Trilateral Commission and um, so many of these groups that none of us vote for, right, like the United Nations, et cetera. We didn't, nobody voted for those people, uh, yet they have a lot of control. Um, so we're already watching it happen. We're watching it go down. Everything we're going through is part of that process. Um, but I, I definitely would like to hear uh, Tim's input on this. Nah, I don't have all that much into it, but I could say it started with ingress-regress. Every state has ingress-regress laws. So they, they say for the better good of the community that they're going to build a highway through your area that you live, where your home is, so they can give you market value of your home, not counting that you've actually you know, got equity in that home and so on. So somebody's home may be worth more, but they can offer you less and you have to take it. Mm -hmm. And there's been people in history that have stood up to the ingress-regress laws, but of course they lose because they just come in and they just pull them out of their homes. Well, now they've gotten to the point where they're so aggressive, and Joshua touched on this, is the fires. Um, yeah. Mahara on Cat Chat did a really good interview with Rob Kreider. I mean, it was awesome. And if there's a man that really understands the mineral rights that Joshua is talking about, 
here in New Mexico and how wealthy this state actually mm -hmm. is. Right, I heard that mentioned. They're literally purposely burning these people out because there's stuff under that ground that they want. Well, also right now they're talking about with Texas building the new highway going from Texas through New Mexico up to Colorado through the northern part of the state, the same place yeah. that those fires have been happening. Yep, and it's all about the land grab, taking their land away because there's more value in that. But I think it really comes down to something you touched on, or I believe one of you did, is that they actually don't have a right to actually own our land. The government doesn't have a right to, and they've controlled everything through the BLM, Bureau of Land Management. And if you actually think about it, there is no Bureau of Land Management in Texas because Texas, under the treaty, all the people still own their land. The government doesn't own one, one little square inch of Texas. They, they cannot because it's tied up under the treaty where the people actually own their land. We're here, we don't own our land. That's why we get a title deed Mm -hmm. we, don't, right. we don't actually get the true deed to our property. Well, and I've talked about this before, too. As long as you have to pay property taxes on your property, you don't own your property. Exactly. Not unless it's patented. And the, that's the only way that you are not uh, liable to have to pay taxes is if it's patented. Bill Clinton stopped that back when he was president. And I was a miner. I used to do a lot of mining, gold mining up in Alaska. And I'll tell you, patented claims are worth a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And you used to be able to take your gold claim and patent it once you found mineral rights, because then you were just like the old settlers that found gold, you know, out the 49ers out in California or whatever, and they could patent their land. Well, they, they took away those patent rights from us to actually own our land now, because the government owns our land. So it, it does really come down to once again, you know, control the people. If you can control the money, if you can control their land, if you can control uh, everything about them and enslave them, then then literally people just capitulate to them. Well, I did a little bit of a digging, on, a little bit of digging on this whole concept of the federal government owning land, and there's a thing in the in the Constitution called the. You, you ever heard of the Enclave Clause? Yes. Okay, apparently it's, um, it's in Article 4, Section 3, Clause 2. Or no, that's the property clause. There's also an enclave clause. It says, uh, the thing I have, it says I-8-17. I'm not really sure what that means. Oh, it must mean Article 1, maybe? Anyway, so, but the enclave clause basically says that a, a host state, if they agree, okay, because like we've talked about all along, states are sovereign and we are a, we are a union of states, okay? And so if the host state agrees, the federal government can acquire an enclave within the state under the enclave clause. And that grants the government jurisdiction to acquire, you know, to to have use of the land, but not own the land. Right. And so, so an enclave is that you have use, from what I understand, it ha means you have use of the land, but if you want to have title to the land, that's a separate thing altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then there's, you know, and then the property clause that says land title to the federal government held outside state's boundaries is considered territory. So, so back when the country was originally founded and we had territories before all the states were formed, 
the federal government could own land in territories. But once it became a state, then they had to turn it all over to the state. Well, in, in here in New Mexico, New Mexico and Arizona came in at the same time, right? Fraudulently and unconstitutionally, because it was after 1871. Um, but when they came in, they came in under the same footing as the 13 original colonies. You know, I used to wonder, like, what does that mean? Well, the 13 original colonies were owned by the Crown. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, New Mexico and Arizona, and I'm assuming every other state after that, came in under that footing so that they were owned by the Crown. So the Constitution does not have any provision in it, from what I have been able to find, for the government to own or take any land that is within a state. No, matter of fact, it says the contrary. Um, Article 4, 3.1 actually states that they're not, um, they're not able to actually even take the land from anybody, any, any uh, state without the legislator's consent. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Ultimately, the state has power over their own land. So, so the point I'm making here on this 30-30 land grab thing is that the, the, the federal government, and once again, we've talked about this before, the federal government's like way down here in the bottom. They're, 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 they have the least amount of power. Does not have the, the constitutional right to take land from a state. Right, just like Joe Biden doesn't have the right to actually give our sovereignty away to the who. No. I mean, they're, they're doing all kinds of things. It's Matthew 24, it's lawlessness. They're literally doing things by mandates. Uh, one person can write a mandate that controls the whole country. The federal government literally is supposed to be a contract of 19 enumerated uh, uh, tasks that they're supposed to do for us. That's all it's supposed to be. They, and the states are supposed to be telling them under this contract of the, of the Constitution, this is what you're supposed to supply for us, like the post office and uh, all the postal roads. All our roads are, are, are paid for by the post office and, you know, so on. But they flipped it on its head where now the federal government is now telling the states what to do and the states are telling the people what to do, and the federal government's telling the people what to do. It's supposed to be just that opposite of it. Well, and because people are ignorant to the, the law and the Constitution, <clears throat> then they get away with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's most people in this country, I would probably say 90, 95% of them have never even read the Constitution. No. But they've been told that they have rights. So they say, I have my constitutional rights. I have my Bill of Rights. Well, they don't really, even... They, then you should ask them, well, what are those rights exactly? Can you tell me what those rights are? Y yeah. I, you know, ask them the question. You know, just like they say the thing, oh, well, you know, in the Constitution, it says we have a separation of church and state. No, we don't. That's not in the Constitution. It's a fallacy. Yeah, it is a fallacy. Yeah, but see, they believe what they're told because they've never personally read the Constitution. Right. Yeah, and, and that guy flipped on its head, too, because it's actually... We, we were supposed to have a separation to protect the church from the state. Right. It's not the other way around. No, that it's they not. They make it, uh, you know, for us to believe. Right. It's, and, you know, by the way, that could just, just totally get us right yeah, into the other thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've never really talked about the New Mexico Constitution. But ultimately, in, in the state of New Mexico, the New Mexico Constitution is the law of the land in the state of New Mexico mm -hmm. above the U.S. Constitution. That's right. And, 
we had a constitution prior to 1910 to 12. Um, New Mexico was trying to be formed uh, through the Republic since uh, 1850, I believe. 1850 was the original New Mexico constitution they were trying to put forth. Mm -hmm. And they stopped all that because of what was happening, what the buildup was of, of what the crown was working on, what the Vatican was working on. And so all that was halted and, and, and until they created the fake uh, state and constitution. But the original plan was for New Mexico to be a republic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so the New Mexico constitution has, has, you know, pretty much all the same things that the U.S. constitution, the wording is a little bit different, but like we have a bill of rights in the state of New Mexico. And, and, you know, the one thing I want to reiterate on the Bill of Rights in both the U.S. Constitution and the New Mexico Constitution. The Bill of Rights does not give you rights. It simply points out the ones that are the most important that it is especially paying attention to protecting. And like we've talked about our political representatives that are supposedly in office, which actually they're not legitimately in office in the state of New Mexico, most of them. Most of them are a bunch of illegitimate, they're Ill illegitimate. They should be thrown out of their offices. They, they, they don't have no right to Put them in the gulags. Yeah, I like that. That didn't, <laughs> that sent, that, wow, that caught me by surprise. Anyway, so. I jumped. <laughs> I know, wow, who was that? <laughs> so anyway, um, so we have, so the Bill of Rights does not give you rights, okay? I just want you to understand that. These are, these are things, and we've talked about God a number of times, you know, uh, is that these are rights that are inalienable rights that are, that are given to us by God. We, we are entitled to these rights, okay? And so I just want to hit a few of these things, okay? Because our tiny tyrant in Santa Fe, which I believe I coined that name, actually. I really do. I think I'm the first person that I just said heard it. the crowd cheer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm the first person that said that name, and I think then I heard other people saying that name. So anyway, so one of our rights that are pointed out in the New Mexico Constitution, which would be Article 2, Bill of Rights, Section 11, Freedom of Religion. Imagine that, Okay. Wow, what's been going on the past couple years? Our tiny tyrant has been closing down the churches. Well, so let me read this to you. Let me read this particular one. Section 11 of the Bill of Rights, New Mexico. Freedom of religion. Every man, which I'm sure, I'm surprised they haven't tried to reword that one yet or say that it doesn't apply to women. Oh, don't, just, don't give them ideas. Oh, my back. God. Every man shall be free to worship God according to the dictates of his own conscience. And no person shall ever be molested or denied any civical or, civil or political right or privilege on account of his religious opinion or mode of religious worship. No person shall be, shall, there's that word again, and I've told you guys over and over again the meaning of the word shall. No person shall be required to attend any place of worship or support any religious sect or denomination, nor shall any preference be given by law to any religious denomination or mode of worship. So basically what that's saying is that you have a right to worship God in any way you want, and the government, the New Mexico government, doesn't have the right to interfere makes it very, very clear. So if 
we don't have enough things against this tyrant that calls herself the governor. It's like, this is another one here in which she has violated her oath of office. She should be removed from office. We shouldn't have to wait till another election. She's already violated her oath of office. She should be, we should go against her bond and we should have her removed. And she participated in, in just like Keller and others, in destroying the history that explains why uh, things are the way that they are. Yeah, yeah. And pulling down the statues, all those things. You know, we can never forget history, good or bad. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm trust. Don't, do not forget any of this stuff. I think a lot of people have a really, really short memory about a lot of things. I don't. I remember all of this. <laughs> I'm going to keep remembering this. Just like I am going to keep remembering all of those businesses that I went to during this illegal lockdown that threw me out because I wouldn't wear a mask or, or treated me badly or like Costco where they literally four managers surrounded my cart, removed the things from my cart and made me leave. No, I'm not going to forget any of that. No, these businesses that did this to me, I will never, ever be, do, be doing business with you again. You know, they did the same thing to me at, uh, at El Pinto. I used to love going to El Pinto. It was like a place I go to every once in a while. It was kind of overpriced, but I'd like to go there every once in a while for the atmosphere. I'll never go back there because I got thrown out of there for not wearing a mask also. Can we, can we talk business here for a second? Sure. So, we got a few minutes. So, so. One of the things we will probably come back on here at some point and talk about is is PMAs, private membership associations. Yeah, yeah, I've touched on that a couple of times. Right, and and, and we have the right as constitutional Americans to have private business where our books are completely private from the government, the municipality, the city, the IRS, etc. So as long as you form that PMA properly, there are no regulations, codes, uh, permits, licenses, or anything that that can affect your business. No, the, the government can never come in and demand you to do anything. So I would highly recommend everybody starting to learn PMA, Private Membership Association, Private Ministry Association, Private Educational Association, Private Medical Association. Get out of the our, system. We take our businesses back. Totally. That's one way we can do it. And that's one way we can take away all their power. I remember Backstreet Grill, a bunch of us were there and we tried to help that place. Uh, we've tried to shield that place from this tyrant and all of her ridiculous uh, um, different... Uh, um, we should find out if her lawyer ever bought that building. Yeah, that would be interesting to know now, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. So, here's another one that's big, I think, okay? You know how they've been trying to put through these red flag laws and all this other garbage, which is completely unconstitutional. And even there are apparently 10 Republicans in the U.S. Congress that are going along with this garbage too. And you need to remember the names of these people, and when the next election, you need to primary them out. They need to go, okay? So anyway, so this is the New Mexico version of the Second Amendment. This is Article 2, Section 6 of the Bill of Rights. Right to bear arms. And I'm not talking about, you know, wearing short sleeve shirts. I'm talking about, you know, weapons. <laughs> and arms can be anything. Arms can be... Arms can be a gun, arms can be a knife, arms can be a, a sword. It can be anything that you choose to use to defend yourself. A stick. A, a stick. There we go. A rock. Whatever. Mm -hmm. That's an arm. Okay. So, no, sh no law shall abridge the right of the citizen to keep and bear arms for security and defense. Okay. What part of that does the governor not understand? No law shall 
abridge. Okay, let me explain those words. That means no law, that means no law, any law whatsoever, okay? Shall, that means absolutely not, no exceptions. It's an order. It's an order. Abridge, that means the same as infringe, okay? Abridge, modify, restrict, it, it applies to all of that. No, you can't do any of that, okay? That right there just says it all, okay? For lawful, you know, for security and defense, for lawful hunting and rec recreational use, and for other lawful purposes. So as long as I'm not taking a gun or a, or a baseball bat or a stick or a rock or whatever, and I'm not going out and murdering somebody with it or de destroying somebody's property. No victims whatsoever. No victims. It can't be any victims, okay? But nothing herein shall be held to permit the carrying of concealed weapons. Now, they do mention that in the New Mexico Constitution. They're saying, okay, we can put some restrictions on that, which in the case of New Mexico is that uh, you have to get a concealed carry permit. You know, um, at least you're going to be well-trained. Okay, that's a good thing. <laughs> Remember, that's a statute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah. stepped over. They stepped yeah, they over. added that in later, mm -hmm. didn't they? Statutes do not supersede constitutional yeah. law. No municipality or county shall regulate in any way an instant of the right to keep and bear arms. So, guys, we're at the end of the show. Isn't that, wasn't that fast? Yep. Wasn't that really fast? <clears throat> so, I wanted to just point out, educate yourselves, people. Know the law. Know the Constitution. Know your rights. Don't just listen to what the mainstream media is telling you. When somebody tells you something, just don't assume it's true. I mean, don't assume what I'm saying is true. But that's why I give you references so you can look at this stuff. This stuff will be in my show notes. I will upload it to my website along with the playback of this show after it airs. And you can look at my notes. You can look at the links to all of the references that I use. And you can do some of your own research. I highly encourage that. And I also want you guys, you guys need to see that movie Capital Punishment. If you have an OAN subscription, they've been playing it on there. I don't know if they still are, but you can go to capitalpunishmentthemovie.com. I highly suggest you watch that so you can learn the truth about January 6th. And I want to thank my advertisers. I, I want to thank Joshua James and Tim McLean for coming on with me today. I, these guys are personal friends of mine, and they've been on with me before, and I love having them on. So do you own a freedom-friendly business? Advertise on this station and support this show and many others like it. To get started advertising or send me comments or suggestions, email me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. Check out my website, freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com, where you can listen to replays of all my shows, have access to useful resources. You can also check out my posts on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and Telegram. Please like, follow, and share far and wide, because I am being censored by the Facebook Nazis, the Twitter Nazis, and all of the ridiculous pajama boy fact checkers sitting in their mother's basement. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up and tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda, hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance.